Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, what you're hearing today is part two of Chris and I's evaluation of the interview Kanye did Forbes. Uh, if you didn't hear part one, make sure you go back and listen to that. And then tomorrow, uh, we will have part three ready. Enjoy the show. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep it locked. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Uh, and now we get into kind of the preceding. Those were the bullet points intro, and now we have like a few paragraphs that get into some context. Um, and that's just for starters. From much of the phone calls, his core message strategically, I like that it's phone calls. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> you can only handle – I mean, yeah, the idea that this could have been a four-hour phone call, like I don't even know how you would handle that. Yeah, it's just like Kanye calling, talking for 30 minutes, like going to do things, calling back like two hours later, talking yeah. for 30 minutes. Calling at two in the morning. Um, yeah, right. I mean, the article posted at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard. No, one eleven Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. I know that which... life. <laughs> uh, so he says uh, he has 30 days to make a final decision about running for president. At that point, he says he'd missed the filing deadline for most states, though he believes an argument could be made to get onto any ballots he's missed, citing coronavirus issues. <laughs> we'll see about that. I mean, shoot your shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm spe- I love this, too. I'm speaking with experts. I'm going to speak with Jared Kushner, the White House, with Biden, says West. So I don't know if that's actually in response to getting on ballots that he said that, but I love the idea that the exact people he would be running against and that wouldn't want him to win are the ones that he's going to ask for advice. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Uh, He has no campaign apparatus of any kind. His advisors right now, he says, are the two people who notably endorsed him on the 4th, his wife, Kim Kardashian West, and Elon Musk, of whom he says, we've been talking about this for years. Ads West, I propose to him to be the head of our space program. Great. Yeah. I mean, Elon, like Kanye, is uh, a lightning rod of a figure that's very polarizing in terms of people either loving him or hating him (laughs) and saying things in a way that people defend or people point to as showing that Elon has lost the plot. So uh, very similar energies. Yeah. And if Kanye never becomes president and this never happens... This could at least be season two of Space Force. <laughs> that would be awesome. Did you watch Space Force? Uh, you probably couldn't pay me enough money to even try. We started it and we we're just like, this is not entertaining. Netflix shows. I, I don't. It's pretty rare that I watch anything on Netflix made by Netflix that I want to get past like the five minute mark on. I feel like. Almost every Netflix show that I liked 
I love the first season, and then it just goes like, dramatically downhill. Mm. Or they don't finish the show. They just cancel it ahead of time. Yeah, it's just Grace and Frankie for me. Mm. Well, we both loved, uh, what was it? The don't, documentary one? Don't point out anything I like on Netflix, Chris. Don't do it. What was it? Yeah, what was that? The um, Where they, they drew the dicks on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that show. That show's great. That show is fantastic. And BoJack Horseman's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'll take your word for it. It's really it. good, Travis. Okay. Um, an hour into the interview, the hedging was done. He says he definitely plans to run in 2020 versus his original plan in 2024. The campaign slogan, yes. His running mate, <laughs> Michelle Tidball, an obscure preacher from Wyoming. And why the birthday party? Because when we win, it's everybody's birthday. Uh, somebody posted a link to a website uh, that Michelle Tidball has, uh, just posted to Twitter. And it was just, I think, her business page, just featuring kind of about her. She had a po- uh, degrees in like criminal justice and uh, sociology, something like that, but has been doing like biblical life coaching for years and runs all these groups that are very Bible inspired. Like she's very much like in Kanye's lane at this point. Mm. But I think that mix of leadership, um, criminal justice background and uh, that political background that she probably has from studying cr- criminal justice uh, led to definitely a lot of connection with her and Kanye, especially the Wyoming connection as well. Mm. Um. If it all sounds like a parody or a particularly surreal episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Wes doesn't seem to be in on it. Calling from his ranch near Cody, Wyoming, where he says they registered to vote for the first time on Monday, Wes denies it's a publicity stunt for his upcoming album. Quote, I give my album away for free. Uh, A few weeks after he ended two separate text chains with me with the message Trump 2020 and a fist raised high, He insists he's lost confidence in the president. It looks like one big mess to me, he says. I don't like that I caught wind that he hid in the bunker. (laughs) That quote baffles me because does it I caught wind mean like you heard a rumor that he did something? Yeah, I think it's like I don't like it's bad that he was able like that that got out. Uh, but I, I guess I, when I think of the phrase, I caught wind, like Kanye personally heard something that nobody else knows. Everyone knows Trump went to the bunker. <laughs> he didn't catch wind of anything. Like everybody knew that. Yeah. I, to me, like that was, I, I agree. Like specifically, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I was in Kanye translation. Right. I took it as like, yeah, I don't like it got out that he hid in the bunker. Whether that's the problem that it no. got out or the problem is that he hid in the bunker. Yeah. That is not my macro problem with that quote, but I just think that part of it's funny. Yeah. And I think that's one of the first things where it's like, part of me is like, okay, whatever does it. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it does look like one big mess, but I would also like more context before and after this, because it is very like just the two lines, but I, it does seem like surprising that that would be the deal breaker right like, yeah it makes it sound like it was just that trump didn't have that perception of like strength that he hid that was kind of being like yeah 
I don't like this guy now. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than like the kids in cages, like the COVID handling, any of the 500 other things you can point to that Trump's done that like the Russian bounty, like all this stuff that you could be like, is it this the breaking point? Is it this the breaking point? If it's just like, nah, he went to the bunker. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably the biggest problem with this interview. And yes, of course, like the interviews edited and we're only getting parts of the quotes. Um, but I know Kanye West and I know he's somebody who like weirdly prides himself on not like researching things and reading things and, and fully understanding an issue. So like, I guess to me, like this is probably all he has to say about Trump. Like maybe he does have more thoughts on it, but like this is, this just seems like what he's latching onto for why he doesn't support Trump anymore. And it's, I find that very strange. Yeah. I definitely want to hear more about it. <laughs> um, but of course, yeah. Uh, West also says that he contracted the coronavirus in late February, though he maintains that had nothing to do with his thoughts on running this year. Okay, cool. Uh, that said, he won't say much more against Trump. He's much less shy about criticizing Biden, which certainly won't tamp down the idea that the birthday party is a ruse to help reelect Trump. I'm not saying, quote, I'm not saying Trump's in my way. He may be a part of my way. And Joe Biden, like, come on, man, please. You know, Obama's special, Trump special. We say Kanye West is special. America needs special people that lead. Bill Clinton, special. Joe Biden's not special. Which, uh, yeah, eh. I guess that seems to be like, I mean, I hate to say this because I will not be voting for Trump. Um, but that seems to be like the general consensus on biden like people democrats are comfortable with biden and the people that are switching over from trump are com comfortable with biden more than they look at him and think like "Ooh, that's a guy who can like lead my country right like compared to bernie sanders where right. it was very polarizing because people felt he was like so far left with biden even though there are a lot of things that people are critical of he's so vanilla in a lot of what he says and does that people can just be like all right fine yeah and he's purposely that way i mean i don't well i i do think that's maybe not the best thing but like i understand why politicians do that because like that's the best way of capturing the most voters like i get the strategy there yeah just be like a bland charming person <laughs> uh charming joe biden yeah yeah <laughs> and the fact that it's coming down to like those two kanye aside as like who can lead our country is just like you're telling me it's 74 year old versus a 77 year old we have nobody below the age of 70 that we're like <laughs> seems like a good person where's mayor Pete? right just kidding <laughs> uh uh so from there he holds forth on pretty much everything else and occasionally breaks into spontaneous freestyle raps hell yeah if i catch a vibe i'm gonna catch that vibe fuck yeah that's why we need the audio of this <laughs> yeah just to hear the raps uh <laughs> so now we're getting into like the bulk of the article and all kind of like just the the points and kanye's uh response to it so on his natural political party I would run as a Republican if Trump wasn't there. I will run as an independent if Trump is there. Okay. Makes, yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. 
Uh, on his previous support for Trump, Trump is the closest president we've had in years to allowing God to still be part of the conversation. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, oh shit, that's a loaded bag. I, I had an initial response to it and then immediately stopped myself. Because <laughs> that's like a mixed bag. Like, I know what he means because Trump has put a lot of people like on his team that would carry out like religious principles and and he's made Trump himself has been very vocal about all of that, you know, like getting rid of abortion, Roe v. Wade, like all that's steeped in his Christianity. Um, but I think there's more to being a good Christian than that, but, uh, I digress. Yeah. I mean, Trump's a horrible Christian. If you judge him by Christian morality and Christian like do's and don'ts, he's one of the worst people you can point to. So it, the fact that there's i mean i've seen it too just from like friends and family on facebook um from ohio that are way more religious they're very happy with the religious angle that trump brings with a lot of them praising like trump's christianity which is still so strange to me uh but you're right it a lot of it has to do with like pence betsy yeah. davos pompeo like people that are very active in the Christian community, having these positions of power and allowing them and others like them to have more of a say in policy Mm -hmm. uh, that makes uh, those religious groups feel very heard and very, um, I guess, heard in a way that they hadn't over the last eight years due to Obama and more of the, like, this is for everybody's stance that Obama had. Yeah, that's kind of the biggest, that's the biggest fear I really got from the whole article. And I know Kanye gets more into it later, but it's less of the fact that Kanye would be president saying these things. Like Trump is president and he shouts and screams and tweets anything that's on his mind. And you can kind of look at it and think like, well, he's stupid. Like, who cares? Um, It's one thing to like say that, but Kanye's made it pretty clear that he's going to build a staff that will carry out what he believes in and what he believes in is a religion that is no part of my life will be controlling policy law, just the fundamentals of this country. And that's just, that's insane to me. Like that is not the world I was brought up in. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I saw people on Twitter just being like, nothing that he said seemed that alarming to me. It all seemed like in line with what he believes. Why is that so wrong? And it's not wrong that it's what he believes. It's just the fear that, people that don't believe in those things have that this would be the policy that he goes to and like stirring up others that would likewise endorse those policies and what's that mean for the rest of us and it's like that's more of where the problem would be yeah uh Uh, On his MAGA hat moments, one of the main reasons I wore the red hats as a protest to the segregation of votes in the black community. Okay. Which, yeah, I mean, he was saying that from the beginning, Mm -hmm. like a lot of his support of Trump was just people told me I can't do that. Like people told me that I have to be Democrat. I'm putting the hat on to let people know that it's okay to not be that. Like you don't have to listen to the monolithic thought. So it's a protest of the segregation of votes in the black community. Also, other than the fact that I like <laughs> Trump hotels and the saxophones in the lobby. Which, that part I agree with. 
though it's one of this is weirdly one of the moments that like <laughs> it wasn't humorous to me or entertaining <laughs> to me as it typically would be like later we get the yeah. drake line right where he talks about like That's drake can't stuff. be sicker than me which hilarious but this was something that was so divisive for so many people like the book of yay guys like stopped their podcast yeah because of kanye's support of trump it's like there's so many people that couldn't separate art from artists at that point and kanye's music has never been the same for them again and just the fact that he's saying like I like Trump hotels and the saxophones in the lobby. That was enough to get him to do something like that. It just takes away from like, I can get behind the monolithic thought aspect of it Mm -hmm. and like stepping up to bat against that. But the other part of it just makes me feel a little worse. I don't know why. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah, I think for me it's more that, like, I think... Kanye has been accused of, and I, I actually understand this and don't disagree with it. Like, has a very myopic point of view, um, in that he thinks about himself and his place in the world and how the world is trying to make him be, and how that's not fair. And and a lot of the times, like, yeah, it's myopic. Like his support of Trump is very myopic because he's just thinking about how Trump makes him feel, as opposed to thinking about what Trump does to the world and does to people that look like him like it he's merely thinking about like the box he's been put in and on that level like i i agree with it like on that level like i can support any reason why kanye likes trump because like it's empowering to him and him alone and anyone who relates to that that's what makes to me the myopia okay because like he's speaking to people who feel that way and i'm glad he's motivating people who feel that way and empowering them the difference here is again myopia is different when you're talking about like affecting everybody it's different when you list the reasons you're listening for liking trump are like the foundation of your platform and how you're going to run this country and the things you find important like i guess that's like the other big thing i have about this is like that myopia has allowed him to like not have nuanced views on anything like he just has these exaggerated Kanye like views that like I usually love and adore but now it's like it's kind of scary for him to just be no so nonchalant about Trump like this yeah right that's very well put very well said yeah Mm. Uh, on discussions on race with the White House one time I talked to Jared Kushner who was saying and this is quoting Kushner Kushner uh we don't have black leaders we just have hustlers which I can't imagine Jared Kushner saying but uh why because they killed all the black leaders so that was the end of Kanye's quote um okay yeah which I do wonder like what's preceding this what comes after this like that feels like a very random aside yeah that is weird Hopefully, uh, Jared Kushner provides some context for it. 
uh, requests for comment from the White House and the Kushner companies last night were not immediately returned. <laughs> but if they want to come on this show and defend what Kushner said, we're all for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and I think like Kanye talking a lot, like you know, Malcolm X was killed. Martin Luther King Jr. was killed. You have Larry Hoover put into jail. Uh all these leaders removed historically from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s is, I think, some of the context that he's getting at there. On Democrats, that is a form of racism and white supremacy and white control to say all black people see. And this is coming, it sounds like, in the middle of something else or to a question that was more specific than on Democrats, because the first word is that which (laughs) refers to something. And that would make sense. Like, how do you feel about Democrats? That is a form of racism and yeah. white supremacy. No. Yeah. Um, that is a form of racism and white supremacy and white control to say that all black people need to be Democrats and to assume that me running is me splitting the votes. Because like it would only be Democrats that would be right. voting for Kanye would be the assumption. Uh, all of that information is being charged up on social media platforms by Democrats. And Democrats used to tell me, the same Democrats have threatened me. The reason why this is the first day I registered to vote is because I was scared. I was told that if I voted on Trump, my music career would be over. I was threatened into being in one party. I was threatened as a celebrity into being in one party. I was threatened as a black man into the Democratic Party. And that's what the Democrats are doing emotionally to my people, threatening them to the point where this white man can tell a black man, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Oh, Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden. (laughs) Yeah, and that's one of the things where, like, so much of that paragraph, I want to be like, well, well, (laughs) well. But then you get to the end, and that quote from Biden, like, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Like, what the fuck? And that really drives Kanye's point home about like the idea of monolithic thought. I mean, even Ta-Nehisi Coates after Kanye came out in support of Trump in 2018, wrote the article, I'm not black. I'm Kanye. Right. Which is just incredibly insulting. Uh, Yeah. So on the one hand, I do have an appreciation for where Kanye is coming from here. I just would I just don't think demonizing one party, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like both are equally reprehensible. (laughs) Yes. I think that's, that's really been like my biggest grievance of everything Kanye's been doing for the last couple of years is like, he has such a vendetta against the Democratic party. And again, this is the myopia and a place where it's not good. His vendetta against the Democratic party has been like this. He's been thinking about how liberals, progressive, the left wing have done this to him. And of course that's not good. Like we shouldn't be doing that to people, putting them out of box, telling them they have to vote a certain way if they want to be a black person. Like that's insanely ridiculous and stupid. With that said, um, I don't know if that's a good foundation for like your entire, (laughs) all of your political beliefs and where you place yourself and who you align yourself with. And also like, it just seems strange that like he goes after this one thing about Democrats that he doesn't like, although he gets into more things he doesn't like about them coming up. Stay tuned. Um, but he just like just willfully ignores everything, like any any bad things you could say about the Republican Party. Like I just don't understand like why he doesn't speak up about it. Because you're right, like both parties are at fault for like all the shit that's happened like forever in this country. The, 
I mean, endlessly, our political leaders have not stepped up and done the right things. And you could point to so many political leaders, left or right, just egregious things they've done. Like, it's a nuanced issue that it's not black and white and kind of keeps treating it as black and white. Like, it's in black and white, the expression, not the race. Like, it's just ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I just want the same energy for the other party. And not that, like, I'm a Democrat that just wants to condemn Republicans. Yeah, yeah. I think the Democratic Party's stupid Ugh. all the time. Yeah. Like, I want a third party so badly. I just don't understand logically how you can find so much flaw, has so many flaws in the Democratic Party, and not then turn your attention to the other side of the aisle and be like, well, these are all the things that this party has done wrong as well. That just if you're going to in good faith attack one you can't then like be okay with the other one i just want to know why kanye is so okay with the other one um in this situation and why that has never come up and it just seems like it's just ridiculous because that's the kind of energy that's creating such division in this country you know the way trump goes after the left like it's just so annoying is like most people in this country aren't just hardcore left or hardcore right. Like most people are empathetic individuals who listen, understand, know that there are flaws on both sides. Like people understand the world better than this. Like, can we just stop grouping people at the camps? Yeah. I, I would love that. To see Kanye doing that's that's disappointing. Yeah. And like, again, not saying you can't rail against the Democratic Party or that they haven't done things that like that they that the black community or any other community should be okay with Democrats or that Republicans are worse. So you have to vote Democrat. That's just another means of control Mm -hmm. that Kanye would point out. It's just why can't we condemn both? (laughs) That's the mystery to me. But I do think that this paragraph explains somewhat like Randall had talked about the uh Trump 2020 text that he had been getting from Kanye as recently as a few weeks ago. And I do feel like part of that might even be less the support for Trump, but more just the reinforcement of Kanye saying, I'm not a Democrat. I like, I am doing things that people keep telling me I can't do. And look, I'm still here. Like he straight up says that it would be, my music career would be, would be over. So I think it's almost kind of like a, a test for him or validation for him that I can keep saying this and I'm still okay. I'm still good. Mm-hmm. The other thing I will say about this quote is like, I agree with you. It's interesting. I think Kanye makes good points. Um, I think the problem with this rhetoric Kanye constantly has is he seems to never do an interview with a black person. Um, and Yo-Yo Trav on Twitter brought this up who has been on the show before. And I think Kanye follows him and it's like, uh, that kind of like to me that was a bit of revelation is that like Kanye doesn't always get a lot of pushback in this kind of stuff like even his interview of Big Boy like Big Boy was very much like he wanted to sit back and listen to Kanye and like give him a platform and all that it would be really interesting to hear Kanye say that to somebody who has like the right perspective and can actually push back on it yeah yeah that's interesting has he had like kind of a, a debate platform or an interview where somebody will like push him in a long time? Yeah, we have yay versus Maybe the not people. Such yay versus the people. 
I guess like Charlemagne interview in 2018. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Uh, what do we have here on how the race will be decided? Uh, let's see if the appointing is at 2020 or if it's 2024 because God appoints the president. If I win in 2020, then it was God's appointment. If I win in 2024, then that was God's appointment. <laughs> I think this is one of those things that like is really going to be how people read into it and does it like trigger something in in them because i think a lot of people will just be like well you know somebody with religious beliefs will feel this way that's fine but it's one of those things where this with all the other uh religious aspects that are dictating policy or dictating worldview on policy it's another statement that just kind of concerns me in the language like does God appoint the presidents? And if like the leader is feeling that way about things, like what kind of slippery slope does that lead us down? Yeah. I, I think the funny ironic thing about this quote is that if Biden wins in 2020, doesn't that mean God appointed him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what kind of you back off and admit he was wrong? <laughs> yeah. That's funny too. Right. <laughs> interesting. It'll be interesting. That's like we finally get to interview Kanye, and that's the first question we yeah. ask him. How do you feel about being wrong about everything? <laughs> oh, God. I don't feel that way. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> On to the next question. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? <laughs> On the coronavirus cure, we pray. We pray for the freedom. It's all about God. We need to stop doing things that make God mad, which I don't know what the context is for that. It's, it's something that could make more sense in context. Um, I do think the idea that like we do things to make God mad is a problematic one or yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the other big problem I have with this whole interview and Kanye's rhetoric. Um, as somebody who's a fan of the art, you know, and the art kind of creates and we spent this whole season dissecting Jesus as King and looking at the beauty of Jesus as King. And, and to me, you know, somebody who's not religious, I'm not religious at all, but in the past couple of years, like I've started reading the Bible and as I've become like, if I've, as I've reached my highest point of like atheism or agnosticism or whatever you want to call it, um, like as I've reached the pinnacle of that and like, I'm truly an atheist, like I've probably come to understand and appreciate religion like more than ever. And like, maybe not religion, but the idea of believing in God and believing something greater than yourself. Like to me, that's what makes Jesus this King beautiful. I can think about how Kanye uses God to empower himself and how God is really just like an extension of yourself. He's not a guy who sits in the cloud in a golden chair. He's, he's an idea. He's um, something we can aspire to be. And that's why like, I love reading the Bible and like learning more about, these ideas that come from Christianity and like the good that can come from that. Um, but in, in, when he says stuff like this, like I can only like w when you make it literal, when you talk about like God appointing presidents and we made God mad. So this happened and that happened. Like, I don't know. It just really takes away from the beauty I found in Jesus. King. I guess that's a case where it's hard for me to separate art from artist. <laughs> I can hear that in your voice as you're just like yeah, oh. slowly came to the realization. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things. Not to, like, harp on the point too much because I feel like, I don't know. But it just makes me think, like, again, what's the slippery slope of that? Not to say if Kanye was president, but if a leader in office has this way of thinking that, oh, we just had a school shooting because we made God mad. So now we have to put in <laughs> classrooms like prayer time, like uh, like a priest in every school, like we need to teach the Bible and that'll stop school shootings is I feel like that's kind of the way that these things can go, which might seem extreme, but like human mm. history is full of extreme circumstances, especially when it comes to religion. Yeah. So And we're talking about Kanye, who's an extreme person. Yeah, which I, I don't. I mean, I don't know the reality of like Kanye enacting all of that, but just envisioning a leader with beliefs in that way yeah. and why this could be a problematic one. Like I, I wouldn't necessarily assign it to Kanye, but just why I hesitate when I hear something like this. Oh, God, I've taken like 40 deep breaths today. Just like thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, on vaccines. So take another one. Oh, boy. It's so many of our children that are being vaccinated and paralyzed. Uh, So when they say the way we're going to fix COVID is with vaccine, I'm extremely cautious. That's the mark of the beast. They want to put chips inside of us. They want to do all kinds of things to make it where we can't cross the gates of heaven. I'm sorry when I say they, the humans that have the devil inside them. And the sad thing is that the saddest thing is that we all won't make it to heaven that there'll be some of us that do not make it. Next question. <laughs> Typical Kanye response that like just devolves into something random and he doesn't know where to go and he just ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, I am pretty like non-tolerating of like anti-vax stances. Mm-hmm. Though I say that and I, I'm pretty sure like one of my best 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 friends has like vaccine hesitations i don't think is outright like anti-vax but definitely has some like doubts about it so i say i i lack tolerance for it but this is somebody that i love and i've tolerated or even been understanding of the perspective that he has on it mm-hmm. um but it tends to be something immediately when i hear it like i get on edge and frustrated and i'm sure that might be frustrating to some listeners out there that probably are anti-vax um and i don't mean to be insulting to you but at the same time i just fundamentally disagree with the position yeah this is an area where like hmm, i want to go i don't want to go to war with like people who are religious it's it's a weird area like i don't understand why it's a religious thing. Like, I understand it. Like, I've read about it. I've talked about it. But, like, at the end of the day, like, it seems crazy that this is more of, like, like a what aisle, side of the aisle you stand on religiously. Like, this seems to shape the way you feel about vaccines. 
Like, I kind of understand if you come from like an oppressed place and you've lived a tough life and naturally you have these reservations about government and leaders. Like you always feel like those people are against you. And that's why you would not be very trusting of like a vaccine or, or any other, I don't want to call them conspiracy theories, but like any other theories you would have about the government. Um, but I just, I don't know, man, maybe this is going to be the toughest part for me because like, I'm not religious and the things I like about religion have nothing to do with this kind of rhetoric. Yeah. And I think a lot of the rise of it, like you can point to people that had problematic interests when they started it, like a lot of conspiracy theory people behind it, like a lot of the examples that they point to have been problematic. And even a lot of the studies that have risen up over the years have all been paid for by groups that are opposed to Hmm. vaccines rather than like neutral research that has happened and gone with vaccines. But it also getting political with it because it seems to be a lot of people on the right that tend to be anti-vax. I say that, but I feel like there's a lot of people in Hollywood that are on the left that are also Mm -hmm. anti-vax, but you see it a lot more often, at least from my understanding from the conservative rights or the religious religious right. And how do you justify that with then like gun use and gun ownership? And just the idea that if it's acceptable that you're going to have tragedies related to guns and people just need to do better, like how is it that if vaccines are like so beneficial to 99.9% of the people, then it's problematic if there's any residuals, which gets into like a whole other thing. But I just find the whole topic to like be problematic in its logic. Yeah. I mean that... that's a whole other topic I wasn't even really getting into. Like I can empathize with some people and how they feel about vaccines, like emotionally. But if we're going to get into like a logical argument and we're going to look at the facts, like I guess I don't even at this point, I don't see the point of entertaining that conversation. Like clearly vaccines help and do good in the world. So I mean that this whole rhetoric from Connie, I find very depressing. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, I can understand the emotional response to it and the hesitation around it. Like, absolutely. But then getting into logical arguments about it, it's... Eh. Yeah. Eh. Um, and then, like, getting into then the rhetoric of, like, that's the mark of the beast. Like, mm. they want to put chips inside of us to so we can't cross the gates of heaven. Like, and then saying, again, like, the humans that have the devil inside them. Like, oh, yeah, you know, there are people that have the devil inside of them. Again, it's something that I think is a slippery slope to just being able to demonize somebody and be like, well, you know, I really wanted to work with these people, but they have the devil inside of them. So there's nothing to be done. We're like putting them in cages and sending them out again. Not that Kanye would do that, but that's often where this kind of rhetoric can lead. It's. Just like with the guy in the Philippines, like he started a war on drugs that sounds good on the surface because there was huge drug pandemic in the Philippines, but he okayed murder of uh, drug dealers and drug users. And then it becomes something where how many people just say like, ah, drugs and can get away Mm -hmm. with killing people and how many people can use that to their own political benefits. And it starts to become a very, very slippery slope. Yeah. So, geez, man, as you're reading all those quotes from Kanye, I just like, I did this thing 
Lauren can look at me and like know when I'm doing this, but like I was just like looking down and fiddling with my pants. Like I'm just like ignoring that any of it's happening. Like I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm deciding to run for president. It's when I was being offered the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Awards at MTV. This was 2015. I remember being at my mom's house, my mother-in-law, because my house was being worked on. She calls me son, and I call her mom. I was in the shower thinking, I write raps in the shower. It hit me to say, you're going to run for president. And I started laughing hysterically. I was like, this is the best. I'm going to go out there and they're going to think I'm going to do these songs and do this for entertainment, how rigged award shows are, and then say I'm president. And I just laughed in the shower. I don't know for how long, but that's the moment that it hit me. That's a great scene in a movie. Yeah, right? Just Kanye laughing in the shower hysterically for a long time. (laughs) That's just a crazy... I know people are going to read into that and be like, oh, look, he's crazy. But I just... I kind of love the audacity to say that about yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think with as much as he hates award shows, just the idea of like pulling that on an award show is like incredibly amusing. I know personally, like I have laughed to myself in the shower, like (laughs) about things like I, I'll take, sorry to, environmental people but i'll sometimes take like 30 to 45 minute showers where i do like a lot of story planning writing like thoughts working through things but there are times where like yeah i think of ideas or think of things that just like crack me up so i can very much uh vibe with that and appreciate that but doesn't it isn't it tough for you when you get out of the shower to write a story because your hands are so pruny (laughs) uh no because the hands aren't in the water the whole time uh okay is it a nice hot shower though yeah 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 wow that's great that that's luxury right there yeah i want i've always been lucky to have like places that had great water heaters (laughs) except when i lived in australia you had like three minutes of cold hot water and when i lived in the first place in austin uh I had seven minutes of hot water. That's really funny that as I've gotten older, I used to take really long showers, but now I, uh, I'm kind of an in and out kind of guy because God, I just like, I want to get going with my life and like do the next thing. I don't know. It's, we've, we've gone very different directions, Chris. That's right. Travis. <laughs> That's right. Yet the show brings us back together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it funny that like, that first thought of running for president really came to him as just a, a troll moment that now has kind of developed and rolled on. Yeah. Again, the joke got out of control. <laughs> right. Hey, everybody. So that was just part two of our three-part series about Kanye's interview with Forbes. Make sure you turn in tomorrow for the third part. Thanks. Stay wavy. And I am And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me. I tell them Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky This is the last call for alcohol for the It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. 
They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 